Welcome back to the Elm Podcast. We're here for another weekly update and uh, just everything that's to come. And we have a guest today that we're so excited just to talk to, just uh, a member part of our family here at the mm-hmm. well um, in the Elm arrival. Um, but even before we get to that point, this week, even though it, there wasn't a lot of external ministry activity, there's still a lot that happens here at home. Um, yeah. The first thing uh, I want to say is just happy birthday, Austin. Uh, it was happy his birthday, birthday. yesterday. <laughs> Um, I know it's not about us or anything, but we do celebrate life here at church Mm -hmm. a lot. We celebrate just the goodness of God. He's now 29 and just Mm -hmm. been a part of this mission for so long. So just appreciate you so much and just love you so much as a brother, Mm -hmm. friend, even as a father uh, to Mm -hmm. Mateo and a husband uh, to Kim. So just thank you and we love you. (laughs) Uh, I just want to start with that. And it's it's those little things, you know, here and there. We had some other birthdays we celebrated this weekend from our church. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, it's just, it's always a privilege and honor just to celebrate life and just yeah. be on this journey together. Um, as a church, we, you know, even when there's events happening, we believe in prayer. We have Wednesday night prayers over Zoom mm-hmm. every single Wednesday um, if we're not engaged in something externally. So just a powerful time of prayer um, within our church. We pray over one another. Um, but we're just ready to kind of go over everything that happened within this morning, Sunday service, and even what's on our hearts um, and we'll first have our guest. Um, she's a sister of ours. We love her so much. She has an amazing testimony of God mm-hmm. saving her, plucking her out of the deepest of pits, saving her mm-hmm. from so many things I know we'll be able to touch on here in a second. But do you just want to introduce yourself, your name, how you kind of serve in the church too? Because some okay. people may not fully um, see that or fully see you on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. um, serving. So, Yeah, so my name is Bree. I am 26, and I serve on the media side and production side of the church. I also help make all the merch. So if you ever come to any of our events or visit the lmstore.com, you will see um, merchandise that we make out of our living room, my older sister and I. So every piece of merch has been blessed and prayed over. Thank you so much. Everything for what you do. and. Uh, more than what we do is that we're a family and mm-hmm. we just do so much life and it's just been amazing to see you grow just going over today mm-hmm. and just into this the service today and what pastor was talking about and worship and everything is very powerful service I yeah. would say it was just a continuation of what pastor talked about last week of mm-hmm. just fearing God but probably in a little bit of a different way than what I think any of us would have anticipated mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, talked about the life of uh, Jonah mm-hmm. and just all that that encapsulated that whole entire story or at least a small bit of it um of that life um but as we talk about fearing god we asked sunny this last week too but just to start with the pictures what is your what was your mindset of fearing god and what is your mindset now and your thought process so fear for me has always been something that i had struggled with so anytime i thought about fear i thought about crippling fear like won't allow you to even function type of fear. Um, Sitting down, trembling, anxious. And so when I thought about fearing God and I thought of God as Lord before I thought of him as anything else and before I accepted him as a father, I just thought of him as um, a Lord, someone over my life. Um, But until I had that personal, intimate relationship with him, did I start to see him as a father? Did I start to um, see fear as actually a form of respect and actually a form of obedience also? I just, I think something that was so, you know, 
amazing to me in the way Pastor broke down the message is so often we think of the story of Jonah as um, just like a children's ministry story, like a Sunday mm-hmm. school story. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, you know, we hear about Noah's Ark, we hear about David and Goliath, and we hear about Jonah, and he's in the belly of a fish. Mm-hmm. And we can, because of that, because of us taking it in that simplicity, we can miss out on how much depth there is in the story. And I think the way that Pastor went about preaching on this story today really impacted me a lot because here we have this man who God put a call upon his life. Mm-hmm. He was stubborn about it. He didn't want to listen to that call. He ran away from it. And then because of him making that decision, it ju- didn't just impact him, but when he was on that ship, it impacted yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Right. And then um, he keeps running away from God, but then they realize that the storm that they're experiencing on the ship is because of his disobedience. And so then they want to throw him overboard and then eventually he ends up in a belly of a fish and so often we think the belly of the fish is the punishment but then if you think about it that he um would have drowned if it weren't for the belly of the fish and pastor had emphasized that point today i never thought about it that way and then through hearing the story of jonah it was just making me think so much of Bree's story too and and just the way God intervened in your life. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the things that really got your attention, well, first, the thing that got Joe, Jonah's attention and the thing that really got Jonah to pay um, or to show reverence towards God and to have urgency was he was thrown overboard. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of you. You had an accident mm-hmm. where your car literally flipped and that created urgency in you. And just like Jonah, he, because of, he went into the belly of the fish instead of actual go, actually going into the water, he was like unscathed. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't injured. And tell a little bit about that story. Yeah. So I was leaving Iowa City, going home to North Liberty, and I was taking a turn, and my car, out of nowhere, flipped down the turn multiple times, and it was completely totaled, completely smashed, except for my side. Um, And I rolled down a hill multiple times and I walked away with a little scratch And like you said, that's really where God started to get my attention Because I realized not only how much he loved me and how much he cared for me But how much he had a plan for me because he saved my life in that moment. How old were you then? I was 20 20 years old and Mm -hmm. how old are you now? I'm 26 and it just it's just amazing to see the way God has moved through you through your life And it just blew my mind when I thought of that connection between Jonah being thrown over overboard Protected by God at the same time Mm -hmm. your car flipped and you had that it it was completely totaled yet God protected you Mm -hmm. and but it had the same result where it put some urgency and humility in both of you Um, if you don't mind me leading into another question about your life, I just think your stories are one of the most powerful stories I've ever heard. And I know Colton and I, when we talk about the podcast, we just want to take ordinary people and show how they have extraordinary stories because of what mm-hmm. God has done. Yeah. And we, you shared in passing. You don't have to go into deep detail, but mm-hmm. can you just share the first the first memory you ever have of your life. Yeah, so my first memory is when I was four years old. Uh, I was sitting at my aunt's house on my mom's lap and across the table, um, I still remember like the iron was cold that day. And across the table was a police officer and he was telling my mother that her husband was going to jail for a very long time. Yeah. And that's been like, that's been such a huge part of your story is mm-hmm. the fatherlessness and li- you're literally Literally, your first memory that you ever had was your father being taken away yeah, the by boy. the police. 
Mm-hmm. And can you share a little bit how that impacted your growing up and as you develop into a little girl and then into a young woman, just kind of where your mind was? Yes. For one, I was very confused because I was four-year-old. Four years old, I don't, I mean, what kind of four-year-old knows what jail is, you know? They don't understand the, um, the depth of it. Um, but I knew that my father was gone. Mm-hmm. I knew that um, he was not coming back for a while. And honestly, I didn't know if he would ever come back. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, then I started to feel rejected because they didn't tell us at first that he went to prison. Yeah. Uh, they would tell us that he was on vacation, that he went to work. So I would see people return from work like my mother, uh, multiple jobs at once, and I would see her come back, but my father never came home. So I always, it, that um, built in me like rejection and really an orphan spirit because I uh, didn't understand where my dad was. I wanted him to come home, but it felt like he, in that moment as a young child, I thought that he didn't want to come home. That's why he was not returning. Um, So as the years went on, um, I did, as a young child, my mom put us in therapy uh, to just kind of get a better understanding of what was going on. And then when we found out that he was in jail, uh, we did have to visit him in prison um, and we would communicate through letters. So it birthed the hope in me for when he did return because as a four-year-old I didn't really know my father Um, so I would get to know him through um, letters and visiting him in person but there was always that that void of truly knowing him so I would always think that when he did return from prison um, this dream birthed inside of me that he is going to want to spend so much time with me that I'm the light of his, the light of his world, the apple of his eye. When he gets out, this is what he's been looking forward to um, over these 11 years: is getting uh, to be with his children. Um, so I birthed this um, dream of that when he would return from prison, that we would um, get to build a relationship from then. And when he got out of prison, it was not the dream that I had expected. Yeah. And then throughout if you want to share more so that was kind of as a little girl what you're dreaming about then he gets out you the reality just kind of smacks you really hard that oh everything i dreamt up about my father actually is not coming true mm-hmm. and then how did that impact you kind of more in your in your high school years of life yeah so um because i did not have uh, the love of a father i did seek for love from men in a different way and i ended up unfortunately getting in a relationship in my junior year of high school that I thought was um, going to be it. You know, I thought, you know, this person's different. They're not going to be like my father. They're not, um, they don't have a speck of anger in them. And unfortunately, when moving in with that person, um, he did end up physically abusing me over a period of eight months. And that even broke me down to um, a worse pit than I was already in with my father being gone. You know, hopelessness was birth and depression. I struggled a lot with depression and I just felt like I could not trust any man that I didn't want anything to do with men at all. Um, and I actually, I was actually really afraid of men. You kind of mentioned just going in, I'm going to pry a little bit, not like pry, but, um, we just know each other enough. So it's easy for me to kind of start painting a picture, but obviously for those listening and viewing, you started talking about this topic of feeling of rejection Mm -hmm. and I know even coming right before you even coming to Christ and even a little bit in that beginning walk with Christ 
there was a deep desire inside of you just to feel connected mm-hmm. and to feel loved and to feel seen. Yes, right. Um, Doesn't everyone want to feel that? You, you would hope. <laughs> <laughs> However, obviously, there is a change when you become a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's from rather than the desire to find your hope and deep connection with men, which is mm-hmm. a part of it, but ultimately it has to be root- rooted in God. You yeah. know, it has to start there and then everything else begins to flow. You mm-hmm. know, now I know you can look around, you see brothers and sisters all around you. And I know that just always puts a smile on your face because yeah. now you finally feel like you belong somewhere. Mm-hmm. You feel right. loved that rejection that you experienced for so long. Um, doesn't really exist, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, because yeah. now you're like, you know, I have brothers and sisters. Awesome. I'm glad God has given me that. But my hope is in God, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that from you. So like even this morning as we're, you know, as we're painting that picture and really understanding what that looks like in your life, as we're talking about this morning, the pastor was just talking about the situations in our life. Mm-hmm. You either fear the situation or you're fearing God. Yes. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, and those situations in our life, they're there. Like, it's inevitable. We're never mm-hmm. going to be able to get away from them. And I know that you've been put in so many situations of fearing, fearing them and fearing what's going to happen, the result, the cause, mm-hmm. the end result. Um, but now I know you have a mindset of fearing God in those, in the yes. way of I worship God. I'm yeah. going to worship God, and those situations are going to carry me through that, and it's actually going to lead me closer to God. So. Yeah. Can you think of any situation since coming to God that you are in where the world or those that are in the world would have saw that situation and feared the situation and result, but you now have a mindset of, I fear God through this in the way I like, I want to run to him mm-hmm. and I want his, I want his joy. I want what he wants ha- for mm-hmm. me. So can you just name one of, you know, yeah, or a I few. Mean, the first thing that pops into my head is really how I got connected here um, with Elam and the Well when I became an intern. I had been coming for a couple months, had been seeking God for a couple months already, and this was in 2018. Um, and I had a birthday party to go to my aunt's birthday party it seems silly but um in the hispanic culture the 50th birthday is a big deal they throw a party and family is a really big deal in the hispanic culture blood um and i marina who we call mommy she um invited me to dinner at well house well it happened to fall on the day that was my aunt's huge party so the whole time after service and i told marina yes because i wanted to go but um internally i was struggling because i didn't want to um cause a ruckus with my family i didn't want to um hurt anyone's feelings but in that moment um i wanted to please god more than i cared about the fear of my family um so i did go and in then it was offered to me at that time to become an intern, and that shaped everything about me. Um, the way that God has moved through that has been amazing, and I've experienced personal revival in my own life, but in that moment, I did fear a lot what my family would think because, yeah. like I said, in the Hispanic culture, family is so important. So if you miss out on this big party, unfortunately, you are going to be the center of a lot of um, gossip and mm-hmm. um, bad communication, unfortunately. And I just, I love that Colton asked that question and you answered with that point because you... It's the beginning. Yeah, you have this like, this point as a little girl where this deep wound of fatherlessness happens, 
or then you try to see if you can find it in another man. Then I know there was addictions you wrestled with as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Jonah, you get thrown overboard. Mm -hmm. The car turns over. All of a sudden, there's this urgency. Yeah. And now you have this choice to choose between the past life or to mm -hmm. take another step into the internship. Right. And then you choose the internship. But then, <laughs> unbeknownst to you, we're planning a trip to Mexico yeah. that summer. Another connection with Jonah. God called Jonah to do something, mm -hmm. to go to a people and to preach to them that yeah. he was not trying to do that. <laughs> And so now you're coming into a place where we're going to the same area where your dad lives. Yeah. And what was the ask and call that God was putting on your heart that you could have acted like Jonah and wanted to get away from, but you chose to lean into in that moment? Forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, like you said, um, when we were sitting in that same day, um, we were talking about what's coming up ahead. You know, we just started this internship. There's a lot of excitement. And then on the screen is the schedule for the next couple of months. And I just see Monterrey, Mexico as a retreat there. And I'm, in, I'm asking what, what's gonna happen? Like, what's the purpose of that? Well, it turns out there's a wedding that we're all invited to in Durango, which is completely across the country, completely. But Monterrey was the cheapest flight. It had beautiful mountains, and a trip was booked there. So in that moment, the call for me, I knew, was that God wanted to break down the walls um, <clears throat> of the anger and resentment that I had towards my father. And he wanted me to uh, forgive him because I'm not going to be in the same town as where my father lives and not communicate with him. You know, I didn't want to reject him as much as I, my flesh wanted to. I knew that the Lord was calling me. Um, he needed to strip that away before he could do anything else in me. And I think it was very significant that it was in the beginning because if I wasn't able to forgive my father for not being present in my life, um, I don't think that I would have experienced the revival that I did. That's so powerful. And I, I know Colton has more questions too, but there's just one last one I want to make sure I don't forget to ask. Because I remember that moment we were in Mexico, and I remember even your dad was, like, weeping. And, and I had never seen him cry before. It was just amazing, and it was because of your choice to lean into that moment and what God was asking of you, even though it meant sacrifice, even though it meant allowing the forgiveness to cover years of pain. And that forgiveness even impacted your dad in a way where it shattered him and brought him to tears. And I think of Jonah when he finally decided to give in to God, he, the whole nation of Nineveh ended up turning and ended up repenting. And so ultimately God rewarded Jonah for that. And then I feel like God rewarded you because um, you ended up making that decision. You had this father wound, then you forgave your father. And then can you tell about your baptism? Yes. <laughs> so I had wanted to be baptized, um, and I had knew it was, I had mentioned it many times, but uh, we were just, I had mentioned it at the beginning of the year here in Iowa, it's cold, so we were waiting for that perfect time. Um, so then the pastor comes up to me, he's like, okay, we're going to baptize you. We have this Sunday in June, and it's June 17th. I look at my calendar and it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. Um, so the significance in that of growing up, uh, you know, without a father, rejecting God as a father, accepting God as a father, and being able to make that public declaration that, you know, I, um, this is it. Jesus, you are it. Um, my life is yours. And it just so happened to be on 
it didn't so it just so happened it was god um bringing it all together and i think it was just another um way that the lord um became close to me and how i was able to receive just intimacy with him was on that major wound he made it new and he brought healing what you're saying is very powerful in the sense of we're talking a lot about jonah Mm -hmm. and there's a moment where basically he's tossed overboard into the sea it becomes still and the men that threw him overboard they're in awe and then that's when they begin to fear god in a reverence way not just he's scary but in Mm -hmm. a way of like this is actually not a powerful man Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is like this there's something to this and I think that moment for you, mm-hmm. which we said a little bit, was when you're in Mexico and you had yeah. to have that, um, in a way, that intervention with your dad. Mm-hmm. And then I think from that moment, when that stillness started happening inside mm-hmm. of you, when you begin to have that mind switch of, okay, yes, I have an earthly father. Any human's going to fail me. My earthly father's going to yeah. fail me. My mother, you know, uh, sibling, whatever that is. And then you had this switch, too, where you're like, God's my father Mm -hmm. and then there's stillness and I began because I was around I was coming to around that time when I began to see that real revival inside of you happen because there was that stillness and then now you're like now I can breathe Mm -hmm. I have that clarity I'm not having this false hope in a man so when we're really uncovering what stillness looks like and where that revival happens because revival is not just a one-time moment mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a, a choice it's a choice and it's a continuous process mm-hmm. and you're still in that process yes. right um when if we're gonna go into like some of our you know like a little bit of a heart thing mm-hmm. one of those moments where you just need to kind of stop do you do you find yourself you're like i need i need stillness because i know stillness is going to be the time i need to connect yeah. with god not mm-hmm. spinning out of control so in my life when I need stillness, um, honestly, it's after work, you know, after I finish preparing the meal for the day um, or for the dinner and when it feels like all my energy has gone towards other things and other people and I'm serving people. That's great. That's exactly what I'm supposed to do. But it, I need the stillness when I I um, when it becomes a burden and I need to reconnect with my father where I need to um, recharge for after all the energy feels like it's been um, used up well that's I think a lot of us (laughs) you know we still work full-time jobs right we we work in a regular workplace and so I think a lot of us need that reconnection yeah Wow. And Just, I, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I love to connect with the Lord in the morning also. Um, so yeah. the sky has always been beautiful to me. Um, as someone who is creative, I have always loved to paint and draw. And it just, I've also seen the Lord as an artist in the way, not only that he created us so creatively, but in the way that he's created the sky. Uh, it's never the same, always different. We're each different. Uh, so I love to connect with him as the, more, the sun rises and the sun sets beautiful thank you so much Bree, for just being here and i'm going to ask a question and tying to we're always going to mention return to jesus yes. once again it's our whole entire um initiative for this upcoming year um i want Bree to express her heart about what how she's connecting to it what it means to her but before we even get i want to have a little bit of an encouraging note austin um we normally do this at the beginning but i think it's perfect that we're tying it now what kind of updates do you have regarding yeah. <laughs> contacting? And then I want Bree to kind of just say, you know, what does this mean to you? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's just been so encouraging to see um, some of the enthusiasm that's just been coming out of some of the pastors and leaders and churches we've been speaking with that we're now up to 30 churches and ministries where there's just been conversation initiated to just um, partner and come together as one for this moment mm-hmm. next year on Sunday, July 14th. Again, we're fighting for the prayer that Jesus had that um, his people would be one as he and the Father as one because through that, the world will believe. And uh, bec- it's on July 14th because there's a connection with that um, that prayer of repentance we find in Second Chronicles 7:14 as well. So it's just it's just encouraging. We're taking it one day at a time. But please, if you haven't signed up yet, take an opportunity to go to returntojesus.info. Um, we believe it's just going to be a historical moment for the church in this region. So it's just thank you for those who have taken the call. Thank you for those who have signed up and who have started to spread the word. And yeah, Brie, if you just want to share your heart about the event, and mm-hmm. there's so many, there's so many women girls um and and guys as well who were in a position like you were where maybe they haven't got to that point where they've been thrown overboard or maybe they they are at that point and now god is asking them to do something really difficult and just can you share why this return to jesus moment would be perfect for them yeah so i looked up the verse because i wanted to read it but if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and i will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, Even just talking about my testimony now, such a reminder that this has been, I mean, foundational in my life, like me turning from humbling myself, um, accepting God as a father, praying, seeking God, turning from my wicked ways, and then God in return, hearing, forgiving my sin, and then healing me. Um, So I think return to Jesus is such a an important um, time for all of us to come together, not only churches, but I think that if you walk out in action and seek the Lord, and if you come humbly and um, just accept him as not only a father, but a Lord, and as a friend, as a brother, that he will then in return um, not only revive you, but revive other people around us. And I've experienced that in my life as I have, experience personal revival not only as my older sister come to christ my mom has accepted christ as her personal savior my little sisters have and now my cousin has as well and he um is also a part of this church and ministry too so um i think um yeah very important for us to just accept god for who he is the only thing there are no other options and for us to be able to give up a sunday at our home churches and come together as the church and seek revival for our nation god will hear from heaven and he will heal our land and forgive our sin amen do you have anything else you want to share i was just gonna last thing just in connection with Bree is like we talk about return to Jesus there was a point that you were going to church and mm-hmm. then you kind of had a little bit of a gap yes and then you returned to Jesus yeah and here we are today yeah um yeah. ultimately I just wanted to hit that because you said we're mm-hmm. talking about returning to Jesus is yeah is calling the prodigals calling yeah those that have been in church for a long time um to really come and once again it's return to Jesus.info get connected yeah. um and we have a few things coming up uh, Austin, you can go ahead and share those, especially the next two. Um, what's coming? So next weekend, um, I believe it's technically, is it August 13th? Yes. 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 We're going to be in Sioux City. Um, 
we have been able to build a strong connection with Pastor Bill out there, and we're so excited to just worship with their church, yes. and then also have a time of worship later that evening on Sunday as well. Um, and then the following Sunday, we're going to be in Cedar Rapids for Revive CR. So if you haven't seen all the several posts we already put out about that, the last two years have just been um, left us in awe. And they've yeah. been so powerful yeah. and unexpected even yes. um, for just the moments of worship that have happened in Cedar Rapids. So uh, please join us if you can. Um, that will start at 6 p.m. Um, on that following Sunday. I believe it's Sunday. The 20th. The 20th. There we go. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Uh, so hope you guys can get connected. And once again, we believe one life at a time. Mm-hmm. All of us are one life at a time. Yeah. And so many more testimonies, so many more awesome stories to come of disconnection and how God is real, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, we'll have Bree close us in prayer, okay. of course. <laughs> and uh, just thank you. Yes, Lord, we just come before you, and not only do we just thank you for what you've done in our lives, Lord, but thank you for the lives that are listening to this podcast. I just pray that they just see this testimony as a way that you are close, as a testimony of your closeness, Lord, and of your intimacy, and how much you desire to have a relationship with us, Father, and I just pray that this would just spark something in them, that they would um, desire an intimate, close relationship with you, and accept you as a father, maybe if they haven't, Lord, and um, I also just thank you for this community that you've birthed here at the well and with the Alamo Rival, Lord God. You have done so much in all of our lives here, and you're moving so powerfully uh, in Swisher, Iowa, and I just pray that this would just, our this area would grow, that your kingdom would grow with return to Jesus. We would um, become the church, all of us here, and all the churches that will come in connection with us too, Lord God. I just pray that we would just drop everything, drop all of our nets, and just seek you, Lord, and that's exactly what we're seeking on 714 of 2024. We're just seeking a moment for you to get all the glory, for you to get all the worship, and the that's truly all of our lives. That's all we want to do with our lives, Lord. So I just pray that you would just continue to work in us, continue to work in the areas around us, Lord, and just use us as a vessel to bring revival to this nation and to um, bring revival to the people around us, Lord God. So I just thank you and just praise you and pray this all in your name. Amen. 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 See you guys next time. See you guys. Thank you. Hi, this is Austin. And I'm Colton. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ellen Podcast, where we're going to be providing weekly updates about what's happening here at home for church and also about where the church is going. You can also learn more about the Return to Jesus movement, where there is a call on all the churches in the heartland to come together in one place to cry out to Jesus. And we hope you can sign up at returntojesus.info. You can also stay up to date by subscribing to us here on YouTube and giving us a like and follow on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, guys.